It is an honor to have Brother Albritton to deliver the word to us tonight. We so appreciate him and his family and the beauty they bring to our congregation, uh, being dedicated to the house of God and lost souls and their way of reaching their community and reaching out and helping mend and bring strength to the body. What an honor and privilege it is. We want him to come and deliver the word of God to us. Everybody say, God bless Brother Albrecht. Thank you, Brother Golf. Praise the Lord, everybody. Say, praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, how many is glad to be in God's house. Can we lift our hands and just lift up the name of the Lord once more? Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Don't want to take your presence for granted, Jesus. Don't want to take your house for granted. But we're so thankful. We're so thankful, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So glad, so glad to be in the house of the Lord. This close to the coming of the Lord. This close to his coming. Hallelujah. So glad. I know like Brother Goff has already stated. Had a, God still moved over Zoom despite the situation of the weather. But so glad to be back in the house. I was excited. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I hope you was too. Even though that weather, church family, I got to tell you, I tease people all the time. I said, boy, I've been in Kansas all my life, and I'm still not used to the cold here. <laughs> all my life, still ain't used to it. Looked at the weather, nine degrees. I said, have mercy. Can that be godly? <laughs> I don't know if that could even be godly. Whew. So glad to see everybody. Gen- Genesis 11, you can turn your Bibles. Genesis 11, won't try to take too much time. Tonight, give you a little bit of trail mix, another handful of that trail mix. Hope you like that trail mix. Give you another handful of that. Miss Pastor tonight. We miss him, but we know he's getting some well-earned and well-needed rest. And hopefully, him and sister, we're going to have a good time, but we do miss him. Used to that steak. I know you came excited for some steak, used to Tuesday night being Bible study night. Then you see me here. So here we are. Here we are, church family. Here we are. So glad to have my family with me. My wife wasn't able to be with me Sunday morning. Brother Brother Braden had a fever. In. So thank you for your prayers. I think over the Zoom call we mentioned it. Thank you for your prayers. And, and uh, I think Monday he was back to back to normal, back to eating up everything and tearing up everything so I said back to normal day at the office normal day at the office so appreciate my family tonight Genesis 11 Genesis 11 1 through uh, we're gonna go down I think to about verse 6 or 7 uh, but let's just start here and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar And they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. 
and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language, and this they do begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore the name of it's called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter upon the broad of the face of all the earth. I'm going to take my emphasis on verse 6. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Behold, the people is one. Just going to use as a, as a topic tonight, simple, simple little thought. A unified church is an unstoppable church. Said a unified church is an unstoppable church. Uh, church family, can you put your Bibles down and let's go to the Lord in prayer here as we start off. Oh God, Father, we come before you. We thank you. We thank you. Jesus, we thank you. God, anoint my lips, anoint my mind. Jesus, anoint the hearers. God, speak your word with clarity tonight. Speak your word with clarity. God, that we may be able to touch and you may be able to a work that only you can do. Do a work that only you can do, Jesus. We'll be so careful to give you all the glory and give you all the honor. Uh, with the church, amen. Can we just clap our hands to the Lord one more time as we be seated? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, as we launch off here, like I said, I don't want to be too long, I understand. It's a Tuesday night, you worked all day, and we come into the house of the Lord, but how many just, just come to have a little church tonight? Just a little bit of church. Uh, as my text here, you read the story of this, the Tower of Babel. The people came together and said, let us make something. Let us make something to go all the way to heaven. And as you saw, this God came down and disturbed them and broke up the languages. And ultimately, it was the plan of God. But I want to take for emphasis that the, it says the people are one. The people was one. They had one mind, one thinking pattern. And church family, I just want to encourage us tonight to, to remain, to be as a unified church. Because one thing, if we be a unified church and we come into the house with one purpose and with one thought pattern and one thinking and saying, God, I just want to have a move of God in the service tonight or in morning service or what have you, wherever time that we gather together, we come with one purpose. We gather with one purpose to say we're going to have a move of God no matter what. And as my title states, a unified church 
is an unstoppable church. Because one thing, when you, when you start to have revival, when you start to have a move of God, I can guarantee you there's one thing that's going to start happening. The devil is going to try his best to come in and sow division. And so everybody's thinking something different. Everybody's thinking something um, against one another, automatically trying to divide. And then all of a sudden you'll see it d- diminish, the revival, the spirit diminish. But I come to tell the devil... At the Truth Church, we're going to remain a unified front. I said we're going to remain a unified front, a unified church, because we do want to have a move of God, and we do want to have revival in our lives and in this church. Would somebody say amen? I just want want to encourage somebody the importance, the importance of coming to church. I know, I know it's a, it's a, a funny subject and I, I know the weather's bad. I know we've been through some, some, some unforeseen circumstances and I know some people are listening online and I, I know the attitude is not that you, you want to miss church. I know, I know, but I'm just going to go through some things. It's just the importance of us coming to church. Hebrews 10 25 forsaking not the assemblies of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but so much the more. Come on, so much the more. We've got to gather so much the more as we see the day approaching. And that's why it's important that we gather together collectively as a body, collectively as a body to see, hey God, we are here for a purpose. We are here for a purpose. It is adamant that you love your church. I said it's adamant that you love your church. Heard one person say, uh, it was kind of comical, but he said, man, I love everything about the church. Said, I love, I love everything about the church. They said, I love the toilets in the church. I love the pews. I love the, I love the carpet, which is, which is comical, but it's the attitude to say that I love everything about my church. Church family, we've got to have that, that, that theme of mind, that thinking to say, no matter what, nothing is going to come between me and my church. These are the people that God placed in my life for a reason. These are the people that God has placed in my life to get me to heaven, to help me get to heaven. Uh, uh, Psalms 1, Psalms 133, Psalms 133 and 1 reads like this. Behold how good and how pleasant is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Everybody say unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirt of his garments as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that ascended upon the mountains of Zion. And for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life. I said even life evermore. Church family, there is blessings in unity. I said there's blessings in unity. There's blessings in unity. Life forevermore. Uh, I know, I know, like I said earlier Tuesday, I know uh, the devil, we, we, we worked all day, we're tired, and things that the devil has thrown up our way and just life in period in general. 
that, that comes up against us. And man, it's sometimes hard and sometimes you just a struggle uh, to get to church. But I just came to tell somebody, you're not the only one that, that has gone through that. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. It's not just an isolated situation. Because if a devil can get us to stop coming together, he can destroy us. I said, if he can stop us coming together, he can destroy us. And, and don't forget our goal is to reach our city. We're the key to our city. So if he destroys us, he can destroy them out. He can continue to destroy them out there. Aha. I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost in the place. I feel the Holy Ghost. I uh, wanted to calm down and try to teach a little bit better. I'm getting a little excited, church family. Pray for me. Psalm 73. Psalm 73. This is the story of David. And I, I'm, I'm going to read it, but I want us to go through it. I want us to go through it together. Psalm 73. Verse 1, it starts off, starts off really good, starts off really good. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. How many has God been good to you? I said, how many has God been good to you? How many has he woke us up this morning in our right mind? So glad we made the wake up list tonight to this morning. Said he didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad he did. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But it goes on to say, verse 2, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Told you, starts off real good. Then it seems to take a turn. Take a turn for the worse. It says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. How many's been there tonight? I know I have. I know I have. And then he goes on to say why his feet were slipping. It says, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not troubled as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Said I was looking at the world, I, I, I was looking at them, washing their new car as I head to church. Talking about the kids' college plan as I head to church broke. They talk about the promotion on the job as I head to church without a job. Says, my feet were well nigh slipped. Feet were well nigh slipped. So glad it doesn't end there though. This is the, the importance of the sanctuary of God. This is the importance of coming together, the spirit of unity. This is it, skipping down to verse 17. Until I went unto the sanctuary of God, then understood I therein. David said, I, I didn't stop going to church though. I kept on going to church. I kept on going to the sanctuary of God. 
And that's the point I want to get to you. Don't stop ever coming to the house of God. Don't ever stop coming to the sanctuary of God. I don't care what happened. I said, I walked into the doors broke. I walked into the doors depressed. I walked into the doors sinful. I walked into the doors lost. I walked into the doors when I had no business, but I still walked in. But I still came because I want to tell somebody, this is the safest place you can be. I said, this is the safest place you can be. I said, this is the safest place you can be no matter what the devil tell you. I said, no matter what the devil tells you. Because there's an altar. This is where God can meet you. Yes, yes, he's omnipresent. Yes, he can meet you out there. But it's something special about the house of God. Something special about the house of God. And that's why a unified church, if he can keep you out of the church, guess what? He can work on you all alone. He can work on you. He can work on you. He'll do a number on you all alone. But guess what? When he come around some brothers, when he come around some sisters, ha, ah, the devil, the devil, it's just a little bit harder. It's just a little bit harder for him to get you that way. It's a little bit harder because he got to go through you and your brother. He has to go through you and your sister. And that's why it's important for us to be remain a unified church. I want to, I want to, Talk about a safe place that this church should be. I want to encourage us to remain, remain a safe place for the sinner and the lost. Remain a safe place for our brothers and sisters. This is the last place where our brothers and sisters that are struggling or going through things, this is the last place they should dread to come. I said this is the last place they should dread to come. It's come to church. But nah, they said if I can just make it to church, I know there's a brother that can comfort me. I know if I just rub up on her shoulder, if I just have to lean on him and, man, brother, you know what I'm going through, but man, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Reminded of a story. This wasn't my personal story. Was a friend that was confiding in me. He told me, he said, man, I had worked late. And he said, man, I knew I was going to show up late. I knew I was going to show up late. He said, man, the devil was telling me everything. Don't, don't go. Don't go. Don't go to church. You worked. You tired. He said, the devil was telling me. The devil was working me over. He said, but man, finally got enough. Strength to walk into the doors. He said, I knew I was late. He said, I was late. I knew I was. He said, I was struggling with everything at that time. He said, but when I walked into church, he said, the usher at the door, he said, the usher at the door just, just looked at his watch and just shook his head. He said, man, he said, man, brother, you don't know what it took for me to get here tonight. He said, in my mind, he said, it took everything for me just to walk out the door. He said, man, it hit me hard. 
it hit me low. He said, man, I knew I was late. He said, I knew, I knew I was struggling. He said, and I knew I wasn't rightful with God at the time. I knew. He said, but I was just doing my best to try to make it to church. And it's that attitude that I'm saying, let's remain a safe place. Let's remain that unified front. That unified front to win the brother, you know, you know you're done wrong. You know, you know everybody might know what's going on. But it's just something that a brother goes and says, brother, I love you. Sister, I'm praying for you. Sister, we can do this together. Brother, we need you. We can still do this. We can do this together. But that's the spirit of a unified church. A unified church. And that story didn't happen here, so don't, don't, don't worry about that. But my God, just the, the thought of it, just reminding us to be a, a unified front. So when the Satan is sin and loss, because considering ourselves, considering ourselves, it's going to come a time when you're going to need the church. I'm telling you, it's going to come a time. It's going to come a time when you're barely making it. It's happened to all of us. It's happened to all of us. That, that man, I just need some encouragement tonight just to get me a little, just to get me to the next day, just to get me. But I still, like David said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. And said, guess what, brother, sister, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Think about the end. Think about the end. This is where we get our strength. This is where we get our strength. Yes, prayer is important. Yes, Bible reading fasting is important. Vitally, vitally important, but I just want to touch on another subject of worship. When we come to church, church family, we all been there, especially tonight. You know, we look around, we look around, we see the situation, but still worship when the music starts to go. And, 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 and I want us to remind us, it's really not about the music, you know. It's really not about the music. It's not really about so-and-so. It's personal. So when we sing the song, you know, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, ah, my soul, my soul, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God for saving me. It's personal. It's my relationship. So guess what? If I'm the only one worshiping or, or, or if you get tired of Brother Aubrey screaming at you or if something else is wrong, it is, I still came in and it's still personal. It's still personal. So when I start singing those songs and my mind runs back to when I was struggling, my mind runs back to when I was sick and when in my mind runs back to when I was going. But then I said, man, God brought me out. He brought me out. And that's why those, those hands go up. That's why those feet start to moving. And I don't care whatever your style is of worship, just do something because God's been too good for us to stand still. I said, God's been too good. He brought us through too much.
for us to give him a weekend praise and sit down. Man, I'm tired. But but this is this is where the unified part comes in because sometimes you know it, it happens to all of us. But man, sometimes oh, I come in and, and I'm struggling, and all of a sudden, ah, oh, somebody, brother Nelson or brother brother, man, just look mine, <laughs> but. Myself. There we go. I said, what is, Brother Hill? Somebody might be starting to worship, and they start tapping in. And guess what? All of a sudden, I start to forget. I start to forget how tired I am. And I say, I know what they've been through somewhat, and they still worshiping God. But Jerome, but Jaheim, they still worshiping God. What's my problem? What's my problem? What's my problem? Because we hold this together, church family. What's my problem? I can give God a hand praise too. He's been good to me. He's been good to me. That's the unified church right there. We all come together, rub those shoulders and say, brother, we can do this. Sister, we can do this. It gets a little easier. It gets a little easier. Said, I know I'm tired, but man. If they can do it, man, I can do it. I can give God a little something, something. I can give God. I came here already. I got my clothes on. I came for church. But so I'm going to give God my all. I'm going to give God my best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said I wasn't going to be long, church family. Said I wasn't going to be long. Let's look at Ephesians 4 and 11. Not going to be too much longer. Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teaching for the perfecting of the saints. Everybody say the perfecting. Doesn't say the perfect saints. Said it doesn't say the perfect saints. Says the perfecting of the saints. That's a process. That's a process. We're at verse 12. That's a process for the perfecting of the saints. God has given us a good pastor. He's given us good ministers, good evangelists, good teachers for the perfecting of the saints. So glad it wasn't a perfect church because it wouldn't be perfect when I walked in. I said it wouldn't be perfect when I walked in. It wouldn't, it wouldn't stay perfect too long after you and I walked in. But we're so glad it's still a process. And that's why God gave the ministry for the perfecting of the saints. The process to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. And carried about every wind of doctrine. By the slight of man and cunning craftiness. Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That's talking about us. Don't let us be that way. That we be henceforth no more children tossed to and fro. Oh, in church, out of church, in church, out. No, no, that's not the will of God, church family. That's not the will of God, saint and sinner alike. That's not the will of God. He, he brought you in the church. He wants you in the church to be flourishing. 
flourishing, perfecting, perfecting that process. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even the Christ, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto edifying of itself in love look at that first part from whom the whole body fitly joined together it's talking about us church family we're all here for a reason we're all here for a reason. We're all here for a reason. God brought you to this place for a reason. He has a plan for your life. But it says the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working. The effectual working. In the measure of every part, you have a part to play. You have a part to play. Maketh increase. Said it maketh increase. The body takes care of itself. Maketh increase of the body into edifying itself in love. Edifying itself in love. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 16, 17. Matthew 16, 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's talking about you and I, church family. That's talking about you and I. Built on the apostles' doctrine. That's you and I. That's you and I. Remember, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. I don't care what the devil throws away, Brother Gulp. Uh, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We're coming out. We're coming out strong, church family. I'm done. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. I started, I started tonight by talking about the Tower of Babel. Started talking about the Tower of Babel, which is a bleak situation. Ultimately, it was the plan of God. Was the plan of God, but... He came down and separated everybody and Tower of Babel stopped the building of it because they were no longer unified. They were no longer unified. They couldn't talk the same language. So it stopped. It halted. But then I want to draw, draw our attention to another, to another time when people were unified. Just want to talk about Acts 2 and 1. Very familiar scripture. 
says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, one unity, one thought pattern, one purpose, one accord in one place. It says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. This was also the plan of God. He said, I separated you by language that time. But guess what? I'm going to bring you back together. I'm going to bring you back together. And this time, it's a purpose too. Bringing you back together. Because I'm going to change your language this time for the better. For the better. It says in there, appeared under them. Under them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Uh, That was the start of the church right there. That was the start of a unified church. That was the start of a unified church right there. They all came together. That first time, that first time he gave them all the separate language. He said, but this time I'm going to give you a universal language. The language of the Holy Ghost. This is what's going to bring men together. And as we keep on reading, it says almost 3,000 souls, 3,000 were added unto them. Because guess what? They were unified. Unified together. Unified together with Jesus. What I want us to do tonight, just want us to gather up front if you're comfortable. Just gather up front. Just to gather up front together as one body, as one unified effort. Because ultimately, this is what we come for, the Holy Ghost. This is what we want the whole world to experience is the power of the Holy Ghost. Is the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't want them to be tossed to and fro. We don't want our brothers and sisters just to be tossed to and fro. But we want them to be anchored. Anchored in the will of God. Anchored in the mind of God. Anchored in the word of God. As a unified Unified, unified unit. Just a unified to show the devil we mean business. We mean business. We mean business and we want a move of God to get behind our pastor and have a move of God. Do we know the song? You're my brother, you're my sister. We're going to sing this song together. We're going to sing this song together. And I want us to pray for one another right now. I want us to pray for one another as a unified church. Pray for people that are here. Pray for people that's not here. Pray together. Pray for our pastor. Pray for us ministers. Pray, pray, pray for everybody. Pray for souls that you want to see in the house. Let's just join together in prayer as one church, church family, church as one church. As in the conclusion of this, let's just pray together. Hallelujah, God, we come together. We come as one unified voice. 
We come as one unified body. Jesus, you know the needs and cries of every soul represented. You know, Jesus, strengthen my brothers, strengthen my sisters, God, and ground them in your word. Ground them in your word. Help them find the will of God for the life. Strengthen our pastor. Strengthen our pastor. Strengthen him, God. Anoint his mind. Anoint his heart, God. We need him, God. We need him, God. Strengthen Sister Regan, God. Strengthen God. Strengthen him, God. Give him wisdom. Give him knowledge. Increase him, God. Give him increase. Give him increase, God. Oh, my brothers and sisters. God, you know their needs. Bless them. Bless them for their faithfulness. Bless them, God. You know the need. You know the cry in the life. God, help us reach a lost and dying world. Help us reach a lost and dying world. Give us, God, give us strength. Give us knowledge. Give us wisdom to reach our world. Give us wisdom.